We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Ron, looking ahead, do you think your starting quarterback week one is on your roster right now? Well, I think he most certainly can be. I, I know this. We will go into OTA's minicamp and training camp with Sam Howell more likely QB1, and we'll see what happens. I mean, it's his opportunity. This is a challenge to him. You know, if he comes out and does the things that he's capable of, we believe he's capable of, he can most certainly be our guy. But we'll find out. And, again, that's what competition is going to do. It's going to bring out the best in all our guys. Commanders coach. Ron Rivera on Full of Sam Howell being their starting quarterback next year. I want to bet there's no chance he is their week one starter. I'll take the bet. Fifth round pick that played week 18 and attempted <laughs> 19 passes. Yeah. He's going to start week one. I mean, the Bills did do that once upon a time, I guess, with a guy who had played a lot worse. Yeah, that might be right. But they had, the, rookie, they had Allen behind him. Like, the, they, had some, they had another option. The team does have to get sold, by the way. Which could yeah. hinder any sort of free agent pursuit of a quarterback. Maybe. Denver did trade for Russell Wilson while they were being sold. Yeah, couldn't, that's true. Couldn't Snyder think that even like that's true. improves the value of the team? Maybe. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe here on WGR. All right. I'm ready for a conversation and a fight. I, I was going to say, I think you're ready for a fight on I, this, too. I think I'm ready for a I almost, fight. I need Sal, because I'm not that strongly on the other side. Okay. But... I'm ready for a fight. I'm already getting ratioed on it. Maybe. Roger Goodell. Oh, this. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm definitely not your guy for a fight on this, because I think I'm in the minority. What were we going to fight about? Oh, we were going to fight about Jason Bottrell. Bottrell. That'll be later. Um, I'm ready to fight about Roger Goodell's comments on officiating. And I'm not fighting Goodell. He's probably right. He says officiating has never been better. It's probably right. Is that a crazy thing to say? I'll go back, Joe, to... The replacement refs. Mm-hmm. I had maybe an unpopular opinion at the time when we went through replacement refs. My opinion was, it's the same, you're just madder about it. Right? The fail Mary in Seattle happens with replacement refs, where they awarded the Packers a touchdown for simultaneous possession or something. Whatever they happened. They awarded the Seahawks simultaneously. If you go back and watch that play. Yeah. They awarded Seattle simultaneous possession when it was very clearly Green okay. Bay. But it wasn't just that. It was one ref signaled, signaled touchdown one and the signaled. other signaled like, review or yep, something. Yep, Something that could have happened this year. Sure. There's, no, we just had, in the AFC Championship game, a ref run in to stop a play that had just happened. And like 10 second, 20 seconds after the fact, they said, hey, that play actually never happened. Right. Even though we all saw it happen. I think it's probably fine. There's a difference 
between Roger Goodell saying officiating is perfect and officiating is the best it's ever been. It probably is the best it's ever been. And I tweeted this, and I, I challenge anybody to, to, to try and make the point here. I'll listen to it. I'm ready for it. Please make your case. If it's not the best it's ever been, can you tell me what year it was? Mm. And the answer to that is you can't. You can't. No one's going to call and be like, you know what, guys? 2014, a <laughs> hell of a year for the officials. <laughs> no one's going to do that. I think you might have just coincidentally picked the replacement ref here, by the way. <laughs> okay. yeah. but, but anyway, yeah. 2014, right. 2015, whatever. Guys, you know, 87 was a good year for the refs, right? Yeah, you can't do it. Nobody's interested in doing that. What we are interested in doing is constantly complaining about officiating, and I, I don't have a problem with that. You're mad about it. You're mad about replay. You're mad, you're mad about a catch. You're mad about uh, roughing the passer. Yep. A lot of these are being mad at rules. A lot of these are being mad at what the competition committee has decided to do. The report that the NFL is now going to look into the hip drop tackle, mm. where you're tackling a player from behind and drop your hip and land on his legs, they might outlaw that. And you might say, how are you supposed to tackle anybody? That's not officiating. That is implementation of new rules. So if you're mad about roughing the passer, I don't think that's on the officials. If you're mad about pass interference, what's a catch? All these things are constantly tweaked and changed, right? They change whether or not you could challenge pass interference. What they've done this last year that's different than previous years is the sky judge who comes in and says, actually, by the way, that was incomplete. Go ahead and we'll save everybody time and review it from where we are and get you on the move. And don't they do that relatively effectively? They, they do. I saw numbers that they saved... 100 challenges or 147 challenges yeah. on the year were saved by the Sky Judge, which sped the game up, got things going, and that's a part of your officiating process. I, and that's where I'm good with where the refs are right now, or where the process, I should say, is right now, because what, why are they in the best spot they've ever been? I think it's been part because I think the referees on the field have never had less power than they do at this moment in time. And it also is very quick. It, I think it is, they've streamlined it. Whether or not there is, it, it's kind of clouded sometimes how the process goes, right? The discussion. You know, we after discussion. I think at this point we all kind of know what that means. It means someone called down radio to the ref and said, hey, this actually happened. It's not actually the refs getting together and whatnot. So we still have some confusion on maybe when that happens, or maybe it's subjective when that actually gets put in place. But I'm not I'm not ready to complain about hey, because we don't do this all the time, I'm gonna be mad about it. Because if they're getting ninety calls right that they previously wouldn't, that's an improvement. And because I'm not gonna be mad because it's not a it's not two hundred. If they're getting 90 more calls right every year and they're doing it quick because they've got somebody up on a, looking at monitors in the booth or in New York and they're able to within 10 seconds tell the referee what actually happened, I don't know I don't know how it could have ever been better than that. Especially when you compare right at the beginnings of replay where it oh, would be yeah. the refs underneath the little curtain or whatnot looking at the 8-inch TV and he's in there for 6 minutes. Trying to figure out what actually happened. Yeah, a lot of this conversation gets to technology. How much are you helping your officials? In the NHL, I've got linesmen oh lo- lo- looking at iPads trying to see if anybody's offside. Right. 
But at some point, the NHL took some of that process and sent it to Toronto. The NFL has done that process where they, you know, outsource it to somebody that can see all the camera angles. If your beef is with, well, some games have more cameras than others. Okay, that's probably right. Mm-hmm. Some games have better technology, better sight lines, but that's not officiating. Right. And I don't think saying it's never been better is saying it couldn't still get better, which maybe is what people are mad about. You're going to be mad at officiating for the rest of your life. You will never achieve not being mad about it. Uh If you went to robot refs that called the letter of the law, you'd be mad about it. Because what we often refer to as a well-officiated game is one where they don't throw flags. It's not where there aren't penalties. It's they don't throw flags. You watch a whole game and there are no flags thrown. The general review is like, well, you know what? They really let them play really clean game it's not about whether or not the call is right it's about what do we want from the spirit of the game or the flow of the game i'm guilty of this i don't want the offside challenge in sport in the nhl period yeah not because i i like the idea of teams fudging the rule but it's because it's not worth it spirit of the game is you know let's move things along here and the nfl has i think come a long way in spirit of the game with holding or defensive holding you know you're not going to call every single foul you can't yeah teams have made this part of their plan the chiefs did this to the bills hold them on every play they're not going to throw the flag every time and if they started to do that people would get upset with they that upset they did too sure. many flags these officials it's like they want to you know they want to be the center of the show they want to run the show if you found out that the officials for the super bowl throw the most flags in the league you'd think oh great they're yeah. gonna take over this game right are they flag happy or are they just a crew that is more likely to call the rules. Right. Usually it's more likely to call... They're just calling the rule book. The The other thing, too, like, Goodell... I mean, what, what's he doing? He, what he's doing in that spot is... That I think is angering people the most, because I, I don't think you could really disagree with the comment. If you just see the comment, there's nothing wrong about it. But I think what might make fans mad the most is any attitude that we're we're settling that this is good enough and that we don't want to get better with it and we don't want any missed call like you you want your league I think what fans want their league to sound like is we're going to try to get better at officiating until all these controversial bad calls are completely gone away that will never happen that will never happen but I think what you want is you want your league to sound like they recognize that there are horrible calls that affect the outcomes of games and that they're not ignoring that. I feel like Goodell maybe comes off a little bit like, well, our referees are fine. They're not, nothing's wrong. Nothing's ever wrong. I think you probably just want an attitude of, hey, we still do want to improve the process and improve you know, just the job in general that they do. So what are the next steps for that, for them? Technology, goal line technology. A lot of people mentioned full time employment, but I feel like I've heard an argument recently why that isn't necessarily like an easy fix. I've never thought that makes any sense. Um, full time, but full time doesn't I mean what? What you're just home all day practicing, watching to see if a guy's knee is down at full speed. Right. I just never have believed that full time makes a difference. I do think it's it's more and more is streamlining streamlining and making replay as quick as possible. I think that's really, that's it. That's all you well, can do. If we go to one other sport that makes this, I don't know, that, that does a better job with this, where have they implemented technology successfully? Should they get rid of the chains so that, that you mean, could go where 
exoskeleton football chip technology, whatever. They have chips in the football now. That's yeah. right. So should they lean into technology, and would that get people off their backs? In minor league baseball, we're, we're about to go to robot umps. Right, like the Bisons games this year will have robot umps. And yeah. does that mean you can't ever be mad about a ball or a strike? You're not allowed to. You can. You well. Who's who's who? Who's you? The player on the field, the Anybody. coach on the field, or a no, fan? No person. Right. If we're talking robot umps, uh-huh. the strike zone is digitally put on. In, no, yeah, in, you, in, in, you can't be upset about no, a ball you're not, or strike. You're not allowed to. How could you? W- w- the same way if you play a video game and you're playing the the MLB. If you're playing MLB the show, the video game, and it's a ball, <laughs> you can't be mad about it. It, it, it's literally you can't be mad about. Come it. on, blue. Yeah, right. you <laughs> can't killing me. Yeah. So, but isn't that what you want? Isn't it, you want to get to a point where it's impossible to be mad at it because you know this is this is it. This is the best possible thing you can do. You know it's right. Also, I you have to trust technology in that spot. But if there's a chip in the football that says exactly where, or let, let me use fo- football might be harder for this because. I don't know. Hockey, I'm feeling like, is a perfect example of this. If we put a chip in the in the puck, that it goes off when the puck completely crosses the line. And the puck is underneath the goalie's pad. And you can't see it. But so right now, yeah. in, under the current process, you'd look at it on camera and say, the ref would say, well, I can't see the puck. So I can't call it a goal. All right. and is, but, that, is that bad officiating? No. no. That's, that's actually fine officiating. But if I have a chip in the puck that goes off underneath that pad... That says puck was in the net. As a fan, you're not allowed to be mad about that because you have to trust the chip in the puck. And I would trust it. Not everyone maybe would. I would trust it that well, okay, technology is telling me that puck was in when I can't see it. That's the right way to do it. There's a of course there's a good example of goal line technology. It exists in the world of soccer. You're no longer allowed to be mad. The referee's watch buzzes and says that was a goal. Right. And you what are you going to do about it? The computer chip says it was in, it was in. But are we saying that's a problem? No. I, okay. I, I think what, what we're getting to is a lot, of what, <laughs> a lot of what you want can be solved by technology, but I do think that there's probably a limit to just how much technology people want. Do you want officials making a decision on – I mean, some of, these, some of these are tougher. How does technology, how does AI make a call on pass interference? Right. It, do, it doesn't. Holding. How does it make a call on – and – Back to your analogy about video games. Okay, you want AI. Somehow they develop it. It can can call pass interference. Where are you putting the slider? Is it all the way call everything? Is it let Uh them play? You know, that you can build in a bit of subjectivity when it comes to the sliding scale. You want to play Madden, go ahead and dial the dial between 0 and 100 how often they call penalties. Yeah, you can. And I think you could do that. You can do that. Yeah. You, You can absolutely do that. So. Like, what's the right answer? This, I just think it's a popular thing to complain about, and there are. It's not to say the complaints are unreasonable. It's people want transparency. They want things to be right as often as possible, and they want the game to just keep going. Like, let's move along here. Don't stop my game every five minutes to make sure you get every single call right. Let's just keep going. Well, my, where my defensive Goodell would be right now is I feel like they've achieved that, haven't they? The game does not slow down because of replay nearly as often as it used to. And I'm I'm a fan who has never known a league without replay. So like I grew up with this and it has been painfully slow forever. And now I know the process is different and again it's a little bit more it's a little bit more 
behind the curtain, but it's it's so much faster than it ever has been. So I think what Goodell is saying is right, that it has to be the best it ever has been because that point, the game is not being slowed down like it used to. And if they can continue to keep it so that it's fast, like th- that to me is where my one criticism might be of Goodell is I don't like the idea of settling for, well, you, you'll never get it perfect, so I'm just going to throw my hands up and settle for, well, you know, human error. Human error is going to be a part of it. I don't want to have to settle for that. As technology increases, get a little bit better at it year by year. Because eventually, like this has happened. If they didn't introduce replay 20 years ago, they would have never gotten to this point where it's as fast as it is. And if they didn't continue on with it from here on, 20 years from now, they might be able to do it in a snap of a finger where their watch is telling them. And we might love it then. But you can't get to that point if you're not taking steps along the way. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, and as the league, you have more than one more than one goal. If Roger Goodell were to say, all right, fans, we can have perfect officiating. Games now last five hours. Anybody want that? Nobody would want Nobody. That. Nope. We'll review every single play, every single position. We will scout it and break it down like Pro Football Focus does grades on players. After every play, the left tackle will be studied by a former left tackle who has played 30 years in the league, and, and he'll everybody will green light every position that no penalty was, was occurred or no penalty occurred, we would all say, that's horrendous. Please don't do that. So, Well, aren't this kind of happens in the NBA, doesn't it? Like the ends of games sometimes can who, be unwatchable. Who a ball went off of to go out of bounds? Yeah, right. and really that what is the NBA doing with that? The NBA has decided we do not want an official mistake deciding the outcome of a game late. We do not want ESPN, Fox, whoever, we do not want them spending a week talking about how an important game was decided on an official's mistakes. They have decided that is not going to happen. But the, the consequence of that is when you watch the end of an important NBA game, the final two minutes take it can be miserable. 40 minutes sometimes. DJ Lockport's with us. What's up, DJ? Hey, guys. So the whole, the whole thing with Goodell saying that, it kind of hurts me as a fan a little bit. There's, Jeremy, like you said, the quote-unquote good game is the clean game that's not – there's no flags thrown, which can be right in some cases. But then my two games, as a, uh, my example, would be the Bills-KC game, the AFC Championship game a few years back. KC clearly was grabbing, holding. They, they had a big thing with, you know, with holding our receivers that game. And we, I don't think we got one uh, defense, uh, defensive pass interference call. Then you skip forward to the Super Bowl. They, play, they played the same game, yet... Tampa Bay got the calls the whole way. I feel like if you could eliminate those games where there's such a clear bias towards one team getting no calls, it could be just as bad as the quote-unquote bad call by a ref by not making a call that's clear and obvious to, to another team like getting the benefit of a penalty. Because if, if you're winning based off of a non-call, it's just as bad as winning off of a bad call to me. If you can eliminate those games where there's clear-cut bias – then that whole phrase of, you know, there's never been better when it comes to penalties it would be would be true. I just I feel like there's too many of those games where that is the talk is how do you not call these? How do you, how is there no flags thrown in these games that you know to where the outcome of the game is literally changed based off of that you know clear as day you know obviousness that fans see, which is what matters. I mean, it, it kind of puts the game in, into a entertainment value instead of a competition when those things happen. 
Like, it doesn't seem like competition anymore. It's more of a WWF wrestling <laughs> game. That the ref, you know, gets knocked out by the chair and then, you know, mayhem ensues. I'm hang up Melissa. I hope you guys get my point. Have a great yeah. day. Thanks, DJ. I guess the only thing I would I would suggest is if you're suggesting a conscious bias, I don't buy it. If you're suggesting an unconscious bias where home teams get more calls or mm. one thing that you, you can see quite a bit is if your defensive back gets called for holding on a play, he's not going to get called, called for holding on the very next play or the very next. Same with linemen. They're not going to continue to hit you with the same flag because the game becomes whatever disjointed you can see this in the nhl this is they don't call the third period the same way they call the first period is that a conscious bias is it an unconscious bias is it the kind of thing where the league says don't call penalties in overtime of a stanley cup final game or is it the official saying i don't want to be involved in the outcome of this game even though by not making a call you are involved right so that dj i think you know you're describing the human element portion of it, which is always going to be there. Did the referees have a bias towards the Chiefs in that AFC Championship game? You're not going to get me to believe that. I mean, they could get more calls, and right. at the end of the day, you say, like, wow, look at the disparity here. I don't think every one of those is going to be conscious. You watch an NBA game, free throws are 52-4. to four. Was it on purpose? I'm not going to buy that. But you you do get, without a doubt, those kind of large gaps which lead to conversations like the one you bring up dj and i think that can make goodell's comment annoying but it doesn't mean that it's wrong i think it can be both of those things it could be annoying and also be right what he said i haven't also heard how he said it like did he expand it all on like why he thinks officiating is that way because i feel like all these points we're making why he's right he could have just completely missed on just knowing goodell the way i do so, I mean, he's a shield, right? He's shielding the league. Although, even on that, there was I, I, there was a report that league executives were upset about officiating at the end of the season. I've got the rest of his quote, and we can get a little more on this as well. 803-0550, if you'd like to chime in with your thought on it. And no one's taken my bait. Actually, one person on Twitter. What year was the best officiated year? If you think it can't be the best it ever was, yeah. when was the best ever? I look forward to all your answers. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe here on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brandon Ayuk said that he thinks the Chiefs are going to expose the Eagles defensively. Something that he thought you guys could have and should have done if everyone had stayed healthy. Do you agree with him? You know, I, I hope both teams lose. Uh, <laughs> I, I, to me, it, it's, uh, it's, it doesn't matter. Obviously, I wish I was – we wish we were playing so bad. Uh, that game still hurts, and it will for a while. But I think Nick Bosa said it best. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm going to watch the game. It might hurt too much. Christian McCaffrey. It really is a shame that we didn't get a true NFC Championship game. A lot of bitterness from the uh, from the 49ers, too. Brandon Ayuk said this week that he still believes that they're, they would have beaten the Eagles so their quarterback's not been injured. I think it's very Which po- the whole team probably feels that way, right? I also think it's very possible that they would have been better. That they, they would have won. They could have won that game. I mean, it took a while for the Eagles to pull away, right? Yeah. They scored early, but then... You know, the Niners, they, they 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 had their starting quarterback get hurt, and then the backup quarterback got hurt, and then the starting quarterback had to go back in and couldn't throw 10 yards. Like, Right. It really is a shame we didn't get a true NFC Championship game. Maybe if the Eagles win that game against a fully functional 49ers team, we're thinking, okay, maybe Philadelphia's a five-point favorite or a four-point or a three-point, whatever. Probably not that big, but five. Uh, I, I tend to think the same thing. I'm I'm, I'm always ready to be wrong. But I, I think the Chiefs. I don't. I just don't bet against Mahomes. And Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, every every once in a while he'll cook up a great game plan. Andy Reid gets a ton of credit for what they do on offense. But for the Chiefs' defense, year over year, it's not like it's a top ten, top five, top three defense. This year, I think their DVOA for football outsiders was twentieth against the pass, mm-hmm. and that's a team that always finds a way to get it done. They've had. Good game plans against the Bills in the past. They've also been crushed by the Bills. <laughs> but still, I just uh I think that the yeah, I think the Chiefs are gonna win myself. We'll see. Come Sunday. So Roger Goodell's full comment on the NFL officiating. He said officiating's never been better. He does, of course, in there say it'll never be perfect. Which is mm-hmm. a great follow up sentence that I think most people would agree with. It'll never be perfect. But the quote is, there are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any play. Take that out or extrapolate that. That's hundreds, if not millions, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Are there mistakes in the context of that? Yes. They're not perfect, and officiating never will be. Nothing wrong there. I don't think there's anything wrong there either. No. And he's not saying they'll stop trying to get better. No, he, that- he even he ends his comments, I think, saying that. So... I, I listened to the two-minute clip in the break. He didn't say a thing in there that made me think that he doesn't get it. it. It feels like he does know why fans fans can get upset about it, why league people in the league even have been upset about it, because um, there are big plays. But when he mentions the replay and, you know, when he kind of talks about, like, the willingness to keep getting better at it, I, he didn't sound tone deaf on the issue to me. No, I agree. I agree. If you have a thought on that, you can join us. 803-0550. They also floated the idea 
of Thursday night football being yes. in the flex package. We think this is just an Al, this is for Al Michaels. <laughs> the Al Michaels rule to not have Jags Jets again in the rain. Um is this harder though because it's midweek? Like they're going to have to have a time period of course before you would need to flex it 3 weeks in advance. And that's like, isn't that like double what it is now for like the Sunday and Monday night I think games? It's ten days. Okay. So let's make it three weeks in advance. What you would do is, it's week five, and your week nine Thursday game looks like a dog. Mm-hmm. So you flex it out, and you let the two teams know that are going to go into that spot. We're flexing you into Thursday. Nobody players hate Thursday games. Yep. But then when they're over, they don't mind the extended break for the next game. Right. So there's a little bit of a trade off. Of course, the biggest issue, I think, is fans attending those games. Who we know, you know, they don't rate next to television. Television's most most important. Moving a game from a Sunday at 1 to a Sunday at 4 forces people to change their plans. Changing it from Sunday at 1 to Sunday at 8.30, change your plans. Moving it to a Monday is tough. Yeah. Moving it to three days before yeah, is not quite an impossible ask, but... You're putting out, let's just look at Bills fans that go to Highmark. Would 20% of the people going not be able to go now? I mean, a weekend is a weekend. Your ability, your ability to be off from work, drive six hours. We have people that call this station that drive from Michigan mm-hmm. for every game or drive from Illinois or drive from Carolina. If all of a sudden it's moved to a Thursday, that person's maybe not going to the game. And I, I don't think the NFL, of course, is going to put the brakes on this to think of that person. But the reality is... No, they're, they're going to go full speed ahead because Amazon is giving them billions of dollars to have Thursday Night Football, right? Like, the money's going to drive this. Amazon paid up huge. And that, like, you can tell how seriously Amazon's taking this in that they went and then paid Al Michaels the amount of money they paid him to give some credibility to the to the broadcast. They're not, they're not going to settle, I don't think, for horrible games. So I don't know how much better the games will get like we're talking about flexing. If the Bills and the the Bills play the Jets and the Jets are 10 and 2. They're having an incredible season, better than anybody would have thought. Is that game too good for Thursday night? Or are, like is there still going to be a level there? Will it be met in the middle? Are we just trying to not have two terrible teams against each other or is Thursday night football going to continue to grow and grow until they are getting a prime game every week? Like, two great teams. Almost on the level that, like, Sunday night is at. Because money would say that they're going to want that. I, 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 don't, I don't get bent out of shape about a bad game. There have been bad games. The Broncos are always a bad game. Last, just, last year they were. Just new rule. Don't put Denver on, yeah, on anymore. Keep, keep Denver away. But I, it's probably true that the games were of a lower quality. That was before Amazon. Thursday Night Football has long been a target for people to say, this is bad football. Right. But what I think is the difference now is Amazon putting its weight behind it. I don't know that they're going to settle for that the same way that the previous broadcast deals would have. Maybe. There could be a point here. Let's weave together a couple things. Tom Brady says the game isn't as good as it used to be. Yeah, You've got a bunch of older players saying the quality of the game is. How many teams can you count on to put a good game on the field? Are we just talking about the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, the Eagles, the 49ers? The 49ers. 
coming into the year, the Rams would have been on that list, and they went south fast. They were on. I was just looking at the Thursday night schedule from last week. The Rams played the Raiders in week 14. Who cared about that game? The year before, you would have thought, that's an okay game. The Rams are Super Bowl champs. The Raiders made the playoffs. Right. They just, Devontae Adams, like they're going to challenge the AC West. Uh, can the NFL possibly yeah. be expected to see the future, which teams are going to fall apart? If they put a bunch of teams in prime time from this year's crop that was a good crop, what if, I'm trying to think of like the team that will fall off a cliff, the Giants. The Giants get six, six games next year in prime time, and all of a sudden everybody catches up to Daniel Jones and they're bad. Is that whose fault is it? There's going to be well, and that's where the flexing comes in, right? Because Sunday night, Sunday night's got that priority of we're not going to have two bad teams. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So they're allowed to flex. And Thursday night, like the fact that that's now being considered, that might that might be all you need to know about how it's going to be different this time and how the power of Amazon behind Thursday night football is different than previous deals because. You don't get those bad games late in the season, or it's harder to when the broadcast partner can say, "Okay, we don't, Rams and Raiders, we want them out," and the NFL says, "Okay, give us give us twenty days lead time, and we'll do that for you, and we'll put we'll put Cowboys and Buccaneers on there instead." Eight oh three oh five fifty. It'll be tough when it happens. Have we seen? Monday flexed yet? Has that happened? I feel like we keep hearing about that happening, and, and I, it, do, I can never remember if they actually, they're actually doing it. I don't think it has happened yet, where a game has been flexed out of Monday night. Yeah, but there was like rules. You can do it. A couple years ago, you, right? Yeah, you can do it. I believe they did add the Monday night package that could be flexed. That just hasn't happened yet. Oh, no. Okay, so they did... Okay, they did implement flex scheduling for Monday Night Football, but it was not set to start until this season. Okay, that, that makes sense. And only from week 14 and beyond. So only the last, what, what is three, that? Four three, games. four games of the year. They'll. This is the first year they'll be able to do it. So in that spot, let's go back to Bill's Bengals this year, the game where DeMar Hamlin collapsed. Is that a game where if it wasn't on Monday night, it would have been flexed in, no doubt? I mean, that was the game of the week. It, it lined up perfectly that it was a Monday Night Football game. If that game were initially scheduled with two teams that have 12 wins, you should lock that into going into Sunday or Monday night. Yes. You just wouldn't have. (laughs) Not Thursday, though? No. Too good for Thursday? Too good for Thursday. So so Thursday's going to become what? Two decent teams? Thursday, what? Sunday is first. What if Monday night already has a good game? Then does Thursday? Does Thursday say, okay... Amazon goes calls the league. Hey, can we put Bills Bengals on that Thursday night game? They check with ESPN. ESPN's good with their game. NBC's good with their game. Are they putting Bills and Bengals on Thursday night football? Yeah, you know this is a good question. We got Richard Deitch coming up. He does the Sports Media podcast. He's coming up at eight o'clock. We'll ask him about this because the rankings Sunday night is king, followed by some, right, right now. I think it's still Monday. Okay, not Sunday at four because Sunday at oh. four. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's still right. a very big window for some of these games. That's where Bill's Chiefs was last year. Yeah. Yeah. It was game of the year, and CBS wanted that at 425 on yep. a Sunday afternoon in October. Jeremy and Joe here on WGR, Super Bowl week, and uh, the Sabres back to it on Saturday against Calgary. So, uh, you know, get ready. And I think we'll see the sun again today. It's exciting. You sure about that? No, we're not going to see the sun. Did you? I mean, I'm just looking outside, yeah, and it looks as gross as humanly possible. But <laughs> you, you, you I'm, I'm open right. to it. Yeah, you're right. I just figured with 55 degrees, we might see some sun. It looks like it's going to be gross, and, and then windy, right? O- yeah, overnight tonight. Yeah, winds above 50. I'll bust out the Beaufort wind scale for you one more time. 
Going to break in Richard Deitch, top of the hour sports media podcast to talk about you know this landscape of the NFL and uh, the Brady, Greg Olson stuff. The Super Bowl coming up, of course, Sunday. We've got your prop bets to get to uh, and lots of other good, fun stuff. So stay tuned. Remember the uh, breakaway Super League in European football last year that lasted two days? Yes. They're back. All right. So they are back, but they're saying they're different. If you forgot about this, there were like eight, was it eight to 12 of the biggest European football clubs said they were going to break away from the UEFA Champions League, form their own uh, competition every year, and they won in court. They won in a court, an international court, that said that FIFA and UEFA were not allowed to punish them, for instance, couldn't be kicked out of the Premier League for doing this. Uh, So, they announced today their intent to restart this league, but now they're saying multi-divisional, 60-80 to club tournament with a minimum of 14 games guaranteed by each club. Then you have comments from like the La Liga president in in Spain and the UEFA people that are saying, don't let them fool you. This is just another attempt by the big clubs to hijack European football. All right. So we'll see if they're actually genuine about it. I kind of am predicting they're not. The whole reason that Super League was created and formed last year was American owners and foreign owners in European football that did not want the uncertainty of not knowing whether or not they'd have Champions League revenue every year. Right. It is kind of funny that what they wanted was an American-style sports system where you are guaranteed success by being in the big league no matter how bad you are. Right. Which right. is not a... It's very That's very American yes, sports. Yes, You are the worst franchise in sports. You get to stay and continue raking in money for you know, being on the big level. Right. So that's why I'm guessing whatever this format's going to turn out to be, it's going to be teams like Liverpool and Manchester City and Barcelona are going to be in it every single year. All right. Big game this week. My pick of the week's coming up at 845. For Arsenal? Yeah. Against? Wednesday. It's pick of the week. Wednesday they play City. Oh, that's this week? It's Wednesday. Wow, I'm, that might be might be worth going out for, mm-hmm. even as a non-Arsenal fan. I can I I can have a rooting interest in that. I hate Manchester City. All right, they're one of my most hated teams in sports right now. Welcome to the welcome to the the, 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 the what the good guys. Welcome. To I mean, the I've been hating them for a while, but it's been for different reasons. Richard Deitch, sports media podcast, joins us on the other side. Uh, Buffalonian, been around the world, and uh, we'll talk to him about the broadcast side of things. Romo, Brady, Greg Olson. And, uh, you know, all the stuff about Thursday night football flexing. So uh, if you like that kind of thing, stay tuned. Richard's a Buffalo guy with uh, all the info on that. Again, host of the Sports Media Podcast. He'll join us on the other side here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.